right, let me get situated. <laughs> Which involves laying out my Kleenexes so they're easily accessible. All right. <laughs> That's for real. <laughs> Oh, thank you. All right. Oh, man. I just love college students. Love, you drive me crazy sometimes. <laughs> I just love college students. And it's not because the potential that you will have, it's because the power that you hold now. Frederick Douglass, in his speech advocating for the emancipation of slaves, was encouraging those who are on the ground fighting, making every effort possible for freedom. He said this, if there is no struggle, there is no progress. If there is no struggle, there is no progress. One of the things that I deeply believe, and I've shared this before, is that God made each of us well. And all the variety and difference among us is a part of that really good creation. And I also believe that one day, all the wrongs are going to be made right. And I believe one of our duties here on this earth is to do everything that we can as Christ followers to make this day look more like that final day every day. So how do we do that? We have to strive to live out of the fullness of who God has made us to be. And we have to engage in that process of becoming that is filled with struggle. Without struggle... There is no progress. Everybody struggles. <laughs> Everyone suffers. Everyone fails from time to time. And I get it. We, we, it's, it I say it, but I know even some of us now are, are saying to ourselves, but no, no one struggles like me. No one struggles as much as me. No one fails like I did. <laughs> no one doubts like I do. Right? And in our Instagram kind of life, where we have this like curated perfection that's always put before us that is not reality, I get it. But we all struggle. And one of the things that we can forget at times as well is this this is like dripping wet in saturation with stories of struggle. But it also has hope. Romans 5.3 says this. We, Christians, we rejoice in our suffering, knowing that struggle produces endurance. Endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And get this, it's hope that does not 
put us to shame. If anyone's like a geek like me, you might listen to like Radio Lab podcasts and things like that. <laughs> it's like a science guy and a rabbi and this other guy that have conversations together. Um, and they, there's this one time where they're talking about silences in scripture. And there are three stories that just really brought the reality of this Romans 3.5 to life for me. Story number one, Noah. All of the earth is wicked. Wickedness, wickedness everywhere. <laughs> kind of reminds me of now a little bit. <laughs> all right, wickedness everywhere. But, and God's looking around, he's like, I'm just gonna wipe them all out, start over again, it's not worth it. But he sees someone, he sees Noah, and he says, Noah, you're righteous among generations. So hey, no big deal while you're 600, by the way, but go ahead and build this super huge boat <laughs> on dry land. No big deal, do it. Uh, and, and Noah does, he builds it. And, and I can't, scripture doesn't necessarily go through all the details, but I imagine the people around Noah saying, hey, dude, you are crazy. Um, you don't know what you're talking about. You're a fool. You're God. That guy's not real. God wouldn't ask you to build a boat like that. Builds the boat. The rains start coming. Rising up, rising up, rising up. And God shuts the door of the ark. And in that moment, what I picture is all the world is silent. Story number two. God gave Abraham some incredible promises, right? I'm going to build nations from you. Your name is going to be great. And then one day, God, God calls Abraham. Abraham. He's like, yeah, God, what's up? He's like, Abraham, sacrifice your son. Abraham is silent. He gets his stuff together and starts this three-day journey to a mountain with his son. Scripture doesn't say it again, but I imagine that it's filled with silence. Story number three, Jesus. Man, even Jesus struggles. <laughs> That's good news for us, right? Jesus, the Garden of Gethsemane, he knows that one of his closest friends is about to betray him. And he goes to the garden to pray. In that prayer, there's the silence. And I cannot imagine that that silence wasn't filled with moments of struggle and question, right? Think about Noah. The story's messed up. <laughs> Think about Noah when that door shuts. God, are you sure about this? Just my family? What about Abraham, right? God, my son, he is the fulfillment of all of the promises you gave me. My son. Jesus, as he's in the garden, this is what he says to his disciples. I am suffering unto death. He's not saying like, I'm awesome because I'm going to suffer under death. He is saying, I am struggling. Will you come and be with me? As he prays to God, he says, Father, 
Will you take this cup from me? But there's something else that each of these stories have in common. And that is that they kept going. In the face of ridicule, doubt, fear, they're able to keep going. They were able to endure. Why? Because they had suffered before. They had struggled before. And they were able to endure because their previous endurance had built character. And that character produced a hope. A hope in what's to come. Where there is death, the story of Noah tells us, there is also life. Abraham's story reminds us again and again where there is need. And I'm talking about some deep-seated need. God provides. And the hope that we can have in God is a hope that never will put us to shame. I sometimes think, um, one of my friends actually just gave me this quote that I'm going to read. We forget sometimes. Everybody struggles. <laughs> it's just a part of human nature. It's part of who who we are, right? Uh, I actually think if we look throughout the stories of Scripture, one of the things that become evident to us is that struggling is an indicator of belonging. In the kingdom of God, struggling is an indicator that you belong. I think of it in some ways as the more, the more of us that have the more struggles, we essentially have more to be Christian with. My friend sent me Beth Brown. <laughs> I think you talked about this in class, some of you social workers, this quote, and I thought it really fit from uh, Freya Stark. People who have gone through sorrow are more sympathetic. Not so much because they know about sorrow, but because they know more about happiness. They appreciate its value and fragility and welcome it wherever it may be. Everybody struggles, but God gives us a choice. It's one of the greatest gifts. God gives us a choice. We can engage in the struggle or we can numb ourselves with distraction. We can take those steps forward, or we can watch Netflix all day long. <laughs> I'm not saying Netflix is bad. I love me some Stranger Things. <laughs> but I can't let that be a tool that's not used for good in my life. Or I surround myself with people 24-7 so that I can't think about the struggles going on in my life. You know, whatever it might be, you could choose to engage or not. And I will tell you this, the world is going to do everything that it can to keep you isolated, to try and get you to believe that you are alone, and that if you fail at something, then you're a failure. 
And if you struggle, you don't belong. Friends, it's just not true. If you struggle, well, number one, you're a human being. <laughs> number two, you're a member. It's an indicator that you're a member of the kingdom of God. Okay, Aaron, so what do we do? How do we engage in struggle, right? That's the next question. <laughs> How do we keep taking those steps? How do we walk? How do we be like Abraham and like, oh, man, God, I don't, this is some crazy stuff that's going on in my life. I don't know where you're at. I don't know if I'm capable. I'm not sure if I'm worthy. I have some doubts. How do I keep walking? Scripture talk, talks to us about that as well. Right? It says, share your burdens with one another. Cast your cares on me because I care for you. Bring your struggle to the light. All of the darkness in this world cannot extinguish a single light. Bring it to the light. We're going to take a minute to be courageous here. A group activity of sorts. And I hate it when pastors do this. So I'm very sorry for you other introverts <laughs> like me. But it'll be okay. I'll have someone come up and play some music for us. So it'll make us feel better. <laughs> Uh, we're going to take a moment to be courageous together, but I want, I want to remind you of two things first, all right? Remember what Matthew says, judge not, lest you be judged. And the measure of which you judge others is the measure that will be used against you. If that's not a warning, I don't know what is. <laughs> Judge not. All you gotta be is who God made you to be. And struggle is a part of that becoming. It's okay in you, and it's okay in others. Judge not. I think sometimes as Christians, when we engage in that process of sharing one another's burdens, we can put this false perception on ourselves that we have to fix something, right? But really, that desire to fix is less for the other person's benefit and more for my own benefit. If I can offer some advice, then I can walk away, and now it's on you. You have to, you either take my advice or not, <laughs> If I make effort to fix something, that's all I can do, and then it's up to the other person. My hands, my hands are tied, so I'm not responsible any longer. I can, I can step back. Parker Palmer gives us some good advice in this mix of, of sharing one another's burdens. He says, we must come together in ways that respect the solitude of the soul. Listen to this. That avoid the unconscious violence we do when we try to save each other. We have to come together in ways that build our capacity to hold another life without dishonoring its mystery, never trying to coerce the other into meeting our own needs. Everybody struggles. You fail a test. That does not mean that you, you're gonna fail a class. 
you fail a class. <laughs> that doesn't mean you're gonna fail a semester. You fail a semester. I've seen students fail multiple semesters and come back, turn it around, and graduate. You, you can do it. Just because you struggle, it doesn't mean you don't belong. If you struggle, you belong. Everybody struggles, everybody fails. So here's what we're gonna do. If you wanna go ahead and come up and play, we're gonna take just five minutes. This is no big deal, five minutes. <laughs> I'm gonna have someone play the piano. Um, <laughs> and what I want you to do is find a neighbor, someone sitting by you, don't leave anyone by themselves. I want, what I want you to do is just share something that your neighbor can pray for you. I want you to say one minute prayers. You don't have to go into this long, big thing. And again, you don't need to try and solve any problems right now or fix anybody. You're just sitting by someone, right? After we do this, I'm going to come back so we're not closed yet. Um, and, and please note, you don't need to share your deepest, darkest struggles right now. You share something on the surface. And if you're someone sitting in here, <laughs> if you're someone sitting in here who's like, you know, Aaron, I'm actually... I'm, I'm pretty awesome right now. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> then awesome. Sit with your friend. Pray for them. And practice. Build those skills for when struggle comes so you can keep walking, so you have the courage to know, to share your burdens. When we share our burdens, that's when we know that we're not alone. We see that, oh, someone else, someone else is struggling with that too. Those me too moments are some of the things that will save us from this falsehood of thinking that we don't belong. So right now, just five minutes, that's all. Five minutes, real simple. Turn to your neighbor. First person, share something that they can pray for you for. Second person, share something. And then pray for one another. I'm going to bring us back after that.
ahead and start wrapping things up together. us back in. We're going to wrap things up in the next five minutes. But don't, don't let this, don't let this be this, the end, right, of sharing. Go forward in that. And there are so many different things that we manage, right? This, and I know that this point of life, this college, this, this point of the journey along the way, college can be tough not always tough. We don't always struggle. It comes, it goes, and we all struggle with different things. But remember that everybody struggles. And remember that God made each of us well. And that one day, all wrongs are going to be made right. So my challenge to you today is strive to be who God has made you to be. Be willing to step into that struggle, knowing that God's not doing a work to get you to a destination. God's doing a work to get you to become something. And that something is amazing. (laughs) That something is incredible. And you have such power in you because Christ literally dwells in you. You have that power. You can make it. You belong. Everybody struggles. And because of the faith that we're able to have in Christ, and it's a faith that has made evidence in the questions of which we ask, right? Because we have that faith, we can say that we rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces endurance. You got this. Endurance produces character. You're becoming something great. And character produces hope. And it's a hope that does not put any of us to shame. We can have faith in it. There's good things that are coming. God's got you. You belong. And as a gift to you, I'm going to let you out a couple minutes early. So repeat after me. (laughs) I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Go and be well.